0: Receive these gifts and use them to further your kingdom on earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning comes from Acts chapter sixteen, verses sixteen through thirty-four. Hear these words. One day, as we were going to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners a great deal of money by fortune-telling. While she followed Paul and us, she would cry out, These men are slaves of the Most High God who proclaim to you a way of salvation. She kept doing this for many days, but Paul, very much annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I order you, in the name of Jesus Christ, to come out of her. And it came out of her that very hour. But when our owners saw that their hopes of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. When they had brought them before the magistrates, they said, These men are disturbing our city. They are Jews. They are advocating customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to adopt or observe. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates had them stripped of their clothing and ordered them to be beaten with rods. They had, they had given them a severe flogging. They drew them into prison and ordered the jailer to keep them securely. Following these instructions, he put them in the innermost cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them suddenly there was an earthquake, so violent that the foundations of the prison were shaking. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's everyone's chains were unfastened. When the jailer woke up and saw the prison doors wide open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself since since he supposed that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted in a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. The jailer called for the lights, and rushing in, he fell and trembled before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them outside and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They answered, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. They spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in the house. At the same hour of the night, he took them and washed their wounds. Then he and his entire family were baptized without delay. He brought them up into the house and set food before him for them, and he and his entire household rejoiced that he had become a believer in God. The word of God to the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning again, church. It's good to have you here. We're glad that we are all assembled in God's house today, even, in God, even if God's house is outside this morning. Even if it's a little warm, we feel the breeze of the Holy Spirit that comes to us as we worship today. Christ is risen. risen Hallelujah. We are at the end of our sermon series of resurrection sightings, but like I've said before, endings are just new beginnings. As an Easter people, we must continue to celebrate resurrection moments in our lives as we continue to walk along our journey of faith. Good Shepherd UMC welcomes everyone this morning in the, to this different kind of service. If you haven't figured out yet, the different part is that we're outside. Uh, but we are here to worship, and we are here to be able to let God know that we are here. We appreciate those of you who are worshiping with us online, and we enjoy hearing from you as you as you begin to send us prayer requests and comment online and even though we're not in the house if y'all want to shout and move around that's okay too as we worship together if, you, if it's the first time you're with us today welcome to the family because good shepherd whether we're online or in the house we are a family of god we thank you for spending time with us this morning throughout this we are witnesses sermon series we have been charged with celebrating christ in our everyday lives We've been called to lead others to a life in relationship with Jesus and challenged to make disciples who will transform the world into a place where loving God and loving our neighbor is the main focus. We are all witnesses to the resurrected Jesus. As witnesses, we have discovered that our experiences with Christ on our own faith journey mean something to us. And we've asked ourselves, how do we witnessed to the resurrection in our own lives. We met Mary who recognized the resurrected Jesus as he spoke her name, restoring hope and eliminating despair. We recognized the risen Savior as our children showed us their faith and encouraged us to let our light shine wherever and whenever we can. We encountered Cleopas and his friend who recognized Jesus as he broke and blessed the bread encouraging us to, to be observant and to see Jesus' in the, Jesus's presence in our own lives. We saw how T- Tabitha's faithful service to others witness to a resurrected Jesus in her life. We acknowledged how Peter found forgiveness, became a bold witness and was the foundation of the ancient church all because of his encounters with a risen Savior. Now last week's meeting at Paul's conversion... Charged us to accept our own blindness. It called us to be over, to overcome life's obstacles and it challenged us to understand how divine perspective is quite different than human perspective. Our identity, like Saul's, is realized when we recognize the gospel story as our own and that as followers of Jesus, we must care for that story and bear witness to this gospel message. We first must listen to the stories of others. Then we must tell others of our own experience with Jesus and the gospel message of unconditional love. Today's resurrection encounter finds Paul and Silas in a locked jail cell for commanding a spirit of a young girl to leave her body in the name of Jesus. Basically, they were jailed for causing disturbance in the city as they shared the gospel message. They were in trouble for challenging the conventional practices of the day as they told their faith stories of a resurrected Jesus. Now, I didn't like to get in trouble as a kid. For the most part, I was a fairly well-behaved child, but I did have my moments like any other child. These moments of unacceptable behavior resulted in unfavorable consequences being the bright child that I was, I realized, it didn't take me long to learn that, that these actions and consequences had a relationship. But there were times when I knew the likely consequences but chose to act out anyway. As I matured, I learned like that, that many times our actions needed to be done in order to stir up things and that this, these actions would probably need defending And could possibly result in what some would see as a negative experience. The late U.S. Representative John Lewis coined a phrase of good trouble. He coined this phrase during the the civil rights era when our country um, uh, was in turmoil as he lived out this phrase to awaken the consciousness of our nation during these turbulent times. Sometimes there occurs an occasion in life when good trouble is the only alternative. Paul and Silas could have been considered activists of their day in the early church. Those were those folks who caused that good trouble. They stirred up good trouble as they traveled to the region speaking the gospel truth and performing acts in Jesus' name that led others to believe in the risen Lord. Today's scripture finds this pair in jail for their actions, but still singing praises and lifting up prayers. An earthquake provided an opportunity for Paul and Silas to escape and the other prisoners to go with them, but they chose to stay in place. When the jailer awakened and then saw that the open prison gates and, and he expected the worst and was about to end his own life, when Paul says, "Do not harm yourself, for we are all here." This unexpected choice of Paul and his companions led to the salvation of the jailer and his family. This group's action resulted in a greater good, in a positive outcome, and in life-saving consequences physically and spiritually. Wrongs were righted for Paul and Silas physically and spiritually. The good trouble that landed them in jail resulted in the salvation of an entire household and an increased number of Jesus' followers. Our world could use some righted wrongs. Can I at least get an amen on that one? All of us can create a list of things in the world that need to change for the greater good. We can all be instruments of that change as we witness to a resurrected Jesus in our lives. I saw a quote several times this week that said, There is something deeply hypocritical about praying for a problem that we are unwilling to solve. The events of this last week solidifies that the only way to find solutions to unimaginable wrongs is for people who claim to be followers of Christ to stand up, speak up, and begin to put actions to their prayers. We are charged with converting our fears and our angers and complicit behavior into a mobilized witness to the power of God to overcome the evil powers of this world. We are called as followers of Christ to to take our faith out of the pews and into the streets, to stand against oppression, injustice, and the evil that exists, not somewhere else, but even in our own backyard. We are challenged by the Council of Bishops of the United Methodist Church, President Bishop Thomas J. Bickerton, to go on the offense, to go on the offense and seek solutions to the growing violence we see in our world. The need to seek solutions has grown beyond political division and civil unrest. As a former public educator, as a pastor, and as a human being, my heart broke at the events that took place in Uvalde, Texas this week. We can and we must do better. As Christians, we must find ways to create good trouble that results in positive change. Change must begin with a change of hearts. A change in the way we love and care for others. A change in how we witness with our actions to a risen Christ who lives within us. As an Easter people who call ourselves Christians, who witness to a resurrected Jesus, we are charged with making disciples for Christ to transform the world. But what does that look like? How do we accomplish such a lofty ambition? We love we simply love. We can't fix everything, but we can change our perspective and act from a place of love and acceptance rather than one of hate and division. We can be the one who loves the unlovable, who seeks to find the good in everyone, who teaches the next generation that hate and violence and inequality are not acceptable. We can hold others and ourselves to accountable to witness to the unconditional love of Christ and to the resurrection experiences in our own lives. We can be witnesses to the vision of a resurrected Jesus and inspire others to come alongside us to stir up some good trouble for the kingdom of God. We can be instruments of God's kingdom here on earth. Change will not take place if if we just continue to point fingers at the problems of this world and ask what someone is going to do about it. We are those someones. We are those someones. Change must start with ourselves, each and every one of us, recognizing that God is bigger than any problem. We must allow ourselves to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, to love as Jesus loved, to bring together diverse thought, and to seek God's truth among competing voices of this world. May we as Christians begin to disturb the city as Paul and Silas did by simply telling the gospel story and speaking the truth of a resurrected Jesus to anyone who will listen. Paul and Silas landed up in prison for ending the meal ticket of of some folks who were exploiting a young woman's misfortune. After being beaten and being thrown into the innermost parts of the prison, Paul and Silas could have given up. They could have nursed their wounds and claimed defeat. Paul and Silas did something different. They prayed and they sang. They witnessed and they worshipped until an earthquake of all earthquakes presented an opportunity for escape. These chain, the chains were unfastened. Did you, did you catch that part? They were unfastened. They were not torn apart in the earthquake. They were unfastened. And what happened is freedom became possible. But no one escaped the prisoners for the gospel made the unlikely abnormal choice and stayed put. They made the choice to stay put and to show the jailer who had been unmerciful to them only hours before that there was a better way, a way of forgiveness, a way of freedom, a way of love that transcends logic and transforms people, a better way to live, to live for and because of A resurrected Jesus. We are witnesses to this same resurrected Jesus. We have witnessed this Jesus in our own lives and in the lives of others. We too, like the jailer, have been charged by the power of a living God. We've been changed. If we can be changed, why cannot we expect change to occur in today's world? Change will mean that we who call ourselves followers of Christ will have to step up and step out. We might even have to make some illogical and abnormal choices. We most probably will meet with some resistance and struggles, and we might even be persecuted by those who don't understand. Yet if we persist, change will occur. A new kingdom will emerge. There will be setbacks and missteps along the way But good will win in the end, and God's truth will be heard. Transformation begins with a little bit of disturbance as each of us proclaims the gospel message. May we witness to the resurrected Jesus in our lives and in the lives of others, and then be witnesses to everyone we meet, proclaiming the only way we can change the wrongs of this world is to point to the power of a risen Savior. We may not settle, may we not settle for inaction. but but become activists of grace and love in the name of Jesus Christ. May we be open to the power of a living Christ working within us and be emboldened to alter the current course of behavior by doing whatever we can do to bring God's peace into a hurting world. May all God's children, young and old, begin to live in a world where fear subsides, violence is no more, and hate is abolished by love. May our dream, may our dream be the ambassadors for us to become the ambassadors of love, grace, and peace that is only found in God's presence. May God's presence enfold us all, even in the spaces that seem the darkest. May God's light permeate our hearts and shine on others as we walk this journey together. May we all get into a little good trouble for the gospel. Now, you have in your baskets at the table index cards. You'll come to find out I love index cards. All colors, all shapes, all sizes. But they serve great purposes. And what I want us to do for a minute, just before we start to sing, but you all can go ahead and start playing that last song, is I want us to write down some way that we're going to get into good trouble this week. How are we going to get into good trouble for the gospel? And then once they start singing, then we can all stand and sing. God's love, pass on the gospel message. Whatever you've committed yourself to this week in the basket, get into some good trouble. Let us know that God is present in your life. We also got a a message just a few minutes ago. Davis's mom, who is in the hospital, is not doing well. So Davis has had to go and and be with his mom. So we certainly want to keep uh, them in our prayers as well. So let's pray together. Holy and awesome God, Call us to good trouble. Call us to be your hands and feet and to be your light in this world. Lord, we ask a special blessing over Davis and his mom that as as the doctors and nurses care for her that she may receive healing. Lord, for those of us who are here today, give us strength. Lord, we ask you to bless the food that is in the uh, fellowship hall, all that has taken to bring it to this table. May we, may you bless that food that it may nourish us, that we may serve you. But Lord, keep us mindful of those who do not eat today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go in peace.